Season two, episode 27, what makes a MIDI keyboard good for beat making? I just wanna give you guys my opinion when it comes to buying a MIDI keyboard in a nice, simple, fast episode here, okay? So before we get into this episode, visit the website, itsgratuitous.com. I'm a recognized FL Studio trainer. I have tons of training for you guys courses for beginners, intermediate, and a bit of advanced stuff going on there. So there's over 28 courses. Again, visit the website, itsgratuitous.com. If you're struggling, you guys can send me an email and I usually get back to you within a day. Students from the ages of 16 all the way to 45 have entered the platform. The whole goal that I'm wanting from a student is someone who is a self learner, somebody who really wants to learn to make beats. They don't really care about what's going on with YouTube, they just want to learn to make their own beats. And that is what my website is there for. Okay. So again, it's gratuitous.com. Okay. So let's get into a MIDI keyboard and what I suggest to you guys. Okay. So the first thing when you're looking at a MIDI keyboard out there is does it work good in your DAW? A lot of times if you're watching a review, many times these reviewers do not specify what DAW it's good for. All right. This is a problem because not all MIDI keyboards work good in all music programs, but FL Studio has introduced MIDI scripting. This is huge because essentially any MIDI keyboard can work good inside of FL Studio if it requires a MIDI script. And if it does, many times there's a free one on the ImageLine forums. And if there isn't, you can also request that somebody write one. Or if you know Python scripting, you can write your own. And it's really easy to install. And it's such an awesome solution because in the early years of FL Studio, some MIDI keyboards worked good, some didn't. And now MIDI scripting allows you to essentially say, hey, this stop button, I want it to be stop. This play button, I want it to be play. Most often it was the transport buttons, which didn't work very well. But now MIDI scripting can get that up and running. So before we go further, I want to let you know that I personally use the M-Audio Oxygen Pro. I've been using it for about two years. What's really, really awesome with it is it's a 49 key and semi-weighted keys. I have an in-depth review on it. Again, you guys can check the episode resources to watch the review. It's been an, an amazing MIDI keyboard for the price, semi-weighted keys. I also have a free MIDI script for it. So again, the first point was, does the MIDI keyboard work good in your DAW? For FL Studio users, again, there's MIDI scripting, so you can typically get a MIDI keyboard working no matter what nowadays, which is amazing. The second thing I want to say is the more you pay for a MIDI keyboard doesn't mean the better experience you're going to get. And this is because there's no sound in a MIDI keyboard. A lot of people get this confused. They don't understand really how a MIDI keyboard works. So if you buy a cheap $99 MIDI keyboard and let's say it's 49 keys, you're able to play the MIDI keyboard with two hands and what you're doing is you are playing the sounds inside your computer. Now let's say you go buy a $1,000 MIDI keyboard and you go and play the keys, you are again just playing the sounds inside your computer. That's a really important thing to understand. A MIDI keyboard has no sounds in it. So when you are paying more money, what you are getting is just a better build quality, sometimes better features in, the, in a sense of maybe being a little, a little bit more hands-on. But I also caution you guys 
to, you know, if you have to use hands-on and use third-party software to use hands-on, such as let's say you purchase a MIDI keyboard from a company and you have to install tons of software in order to get hands-on, I highly advise not to get into that, okay? Because what happens is you kind of get locked into like their um, ecosystem of all their software and stuff. That is also why I like this M Audio. It's very, very light. You literally just plug it in. You can install some software if you want to uh, tweak it a little bit, but you don't even need the software to use the free MIDI script and stuff like that. So it's just really lightweight and I've really enjoyed my time with it, okay? Okay, so now the next thing I wanna talk about is the size of the MIDI keyboard. So when you are out there, if you're gonna purchase a MIDI keyboard, you're gonna see a mini, you're gonna see a 25 key, a 49 key, a 61 key, and an 88 key. 88, I believe, is like a real piano, all right? Which is huge. Now, depending on your budget, I understand, but in my opinion, a mini to a 25 key, this is more for like traveling. You're not going to get a very good experience when it comes to creating your melodies because you want to learn to create your own melodies from scratch as a beat maker and you want to learn to play with two hands. Okay. If you want to learn to play with two hands, you guys can check out my piano course. It's called Piano Lessons for Producers. It's all from a beat maker's perspective, learning music theory and improvisation with two hands on the piano. So a 49 key is the only size I've ever used. The reason I like a 49 key is it's not huge. So you have to remember that the different sizes gets more expensive. So a 25 key to a 49 to a 61, the price keeps going up. They also start getting bigger, like, you know, wider, which means that you need a bigger desk and one thing I tell you guys a lot is the workflow is very, very important. So I like to always have my audio interface right beside the MIDI keyboard, right to the right, or, you know, if your situation right to the left, but it's the fact that the audio interface is within arm's reach to this MIDI keyboard. It just allows you to adjust your volume quickly. Uh, once you start get, you know, um, if you have a nicer audio interface, such as the Mackie Big Knob Studio, it allows you to go to mono, which is really important to test. I understand you can do this in FL Studio, but you can do it with a simple button. All right. It doesn't matter what's going on inside of FL Studio. You can hit mono. Uh, this audio interface also allows you to switch between two sets of speakers, but I'm just saying that the workflow of having the MIDI keyboard in front of you and then the audio interface just to the side that you can, you know, it's within arm's reach, a 49 key allows for that. A 61 key does not, okay? It starts getting quite big. And so I think the price point for a 49 key is awesome. I think the size of a 49 key is awesome. And what makes a 49 key really tricky to purchase is not all vendors offer a 49 key with semi-weighted keys. Okay, that's the next thing I want to talk about. So when it comes to the quality of the keys, I suggest semi-weighted keys. And what that means is that the keys are just a little bit heavier. They feel a little bit more like a real piano. Now, if you go and play a real piano and then you go and play semi-weighted keys, it still doesn't feel very good, okay? But if you go and play a piano and then play with non-semi-weighted keys, it just feels so unreal, all right? 
So semi-weighted keys, I highly suggest. And again, not all MIDI keyboard manufacturers make a 49 key with semi-weighted keys. And as soon as the M-Audio Oxygen Pro came out, I was like, okay, that's the MIDI keyboard I'm getting. It had 49 keys, semi-weighted. It is fully loaded in terms of the sliders, the knobs, and drum pads. I usually think drum pads are gimmicky on a MIDI keyboard. And we'll talk more about that uh, in our next point. But I just want to conclude. All right, so I hope that 49 key and semi-weighted keys you know, speaks to you, makes you understand why I really stress that. Because again, I'm speaking more towards if you were a student inside of my platform, how to get a good experience as you're watching the courses. Because as I teach, this is my setup and you'll be able to follow along really, really easy as well. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is what other features do you want in a MIDI keyboard? Okay. So sometimes these manufacturers, they've been starting to come out with a lot of more bonus features such as like auto chords or arpeggio mode and in my opinion you you want to do that stuff inside your music program fl studio has a pretty good arpeggiator built in in terms of auto chord mode i think that stuff's kind of like cheating right you guys really want to learn to program your own midi notes it's the most rewarding and as soon as people are taking shortcuts, such as using pre-made drum loops or pre-made MIDI packs that you literally just drag in and you're playing someone else's melodies, in my opinion, it is not making music. It's not making your own beats. When you put your music on in your car and you go and drive around, it's like you know in, in your heart, you didn't make that, right? And you want to learn to program your own melodies. So when it comes to these advanced features like auto chord mode, I highly advise not to use that stuff. You want to learn to use the MIDI keyboard and become a skilled piano player. Okay, that's how you're going to become a good beat maker. Now, you know, if you do sampling, that's fine. That's still also a, a huge skill as a beat maker. That's fine. But if you are into original compositions to make your own beats, you want to learn to play the keys. Okay. So the last thing I want to talk about is essentially the knobs, the sliders, and the drum pads. So to get the best experience, it really is just having 49 keys and semi-weighted, as well as transport buttons that work. That's how you're going to get the best experience inside of your DAW. So the transport buttons is the stop, the start, the record, the back of bar, and the forward of bar. So in other words, like reverse and forward. And you want to have the loop button. Okay, this allows you to switch between song and pattern mode inside of FL Studio. It gives a really, really good experience. As soon as you have that, you're going to get a really, really good MIDI keyboard. Okay, so 49 key, semi-weighted, transport buttons with the stop, play, record, back, forward, and the loop button. A lot of MIDI keyboards don't offer that. <laughs> You'd be surprised. They don't have that loop button. And for me with FL Studio, I really, really liked it. But now let's talk a little bit more hands-on, okay? So, so the sliders and the knobs, I don't really use them too much, but recently I was trying to get more hands-on a little bit, and I'm telling you that they are nice to have. I would personally miss them if I didn't have them, but I don't use them overly, okay? So you don't need the knobs and sliders so for example, if you want to look at a more affordable MIDI keyboard, but honestly, this Oxygen Pro for the price just gives you an amazing experience. You have the semi-weighted keys, you have the sliders, you have the knobs. 
Now, I want to talk about the drum pads because you might be like, well, I like the drum pads. Now, a drum pad is no different than a key. Okay, when you push down a key, it is velocity sensitive. When you push down a drum pad, it is velocity sensitive. The only difference is how it feels when you hit it. When you hit a drum pad, it's kind of rubbery, right? Kind of cushiony. That's a drum pad feel. If you push down a key lightly, or if you push down a key hard, it's also velocity sensitive. So if you push it down hard, right, you're gonna trigger it at that 127. Uh, you know, velocity, that's the max you can get for velocity um, with MIDI, right? Or if you hit it light, you know, it might be triggering um, a lesser number. So in other words, if it's just a single uh, wave sample, you know, you're, you're just adjusting volume. Or if you are triggering like uh, some type of virtual instrument, you might actually be triggering a different sound or a different timbre of sound, depending on how hard or quiet you push the key or drum pad. But at the end of the day, the drum pad is like just like the keys. And even when I play a real piano, many times I even think to myself that it's, it's essentially just like a big drum pad. You know, like if you want to hit your keys in a certain way with two fingers or, or whatever, it's like uh, the keys are pretty much the same thing as a drum pad. They just feel different. And if you really, really like working with a drum pad, then my suggestion to you is buy a dedicated drum pad because typically they're probably going to come with better drum pad feels, right? You know, the actual drum pads will feel better. And I think you, you would get a much better experience if that's your way of making beats, buy a dedicated drum pad for that purpose. Um, but when these companies throw in a drum pad uh, onto a MIDI keyboard, I personally just think it just increases the cost. But you guys can do whatever you want, right? And I'm not saying that it's not useful. You are able to be really creative with a drum pad and with uh, something like the Oxygen Pro, you have your different banks. So you can go to different banks, which means that, you know, you have a lot of options. Again, that's just my opinion because I'm very heavily with the keys when I'm making my beats. Now, the next thing I want to say is when it comes to making your beats, you also have to understand the process. So typically our very, very first melody, we may be playing with two hands, but then once it goes on to our next melodies, it's very rare that we're playing with two hands for our next melodies. Many times, you know, you might just be playing only like two or three notes in that next melody. And as a beat maker, that's just how it works, that we start building our melodies on top of our main melody. But usually that main melody is like that main emotion with like the two hands, you try and find that really, really catchy melody for the first melody. Then from there, sometimes you're only just using one hand and you may only be hitting a couple notes. And so you just gotta understand that workflow. So I hope that helps you guys understand, you know, what makes a MIDI keyboard good for beat making. And I'll just quickly recap with that, okay? So first of all, does it work good in your DAW? When you're watching a review, make sure that the reviewer is talking specifically about your DAW. But again, as an FL Studio user, you don't really have to worry so much anymore because of MIDI scripting, which is amazing. And again, if you get the M Audio Oxygen Pro, I also have a free MIDI script on the ImageLine forums there. It gets your transport buttons working properly. The next thing is the more you pay doesn't mean the better experience you're going to get. If you purchase a $99 MIDI keyboard or a $1,000 MIDI keyboard, when you hit the keys, you are triggering your sounds inside your music program. So the MIDI keyboard has no sounds in it. 
we just connect it through USB into our computer. Then we are playing the sounds inside of our computer. So a MIDI keyboard has no sounds. So if you pay a super cheap MIDI keyboard or a super expensive MIDI keyboard, it's not like you're getting better sounds, okay? So back in the day, there were synthesizers where, yeah, you buy for a $5,000 synthesizer. Yeah, you might get a, you know more features, more sounds, whatever, but it's not like that with a MIDI keyboard, okay? When you are paying more money, the things that you are getting is you might be getting you know, just a better build quality, such as better keys. You might start getting the sliders, the knobs, or right. You might be getting drum pads. Uh, you might be getting these advanced features, such as like auto chord mode or, um, you know, an arpeggiator built into the MIDI keyboard. But again, I don't suggest using that kind of stuff on a MIDI keyboard. You just want to learn to use a MIDI keyboard, you know, learn to play the piano, Okay, uh, the next thing, again, I look for a 49 key, the mini and the 25, you're not going to be able to play with two hands, at least very well on there. A 49 key, you can definitely play with two hands very well. And you also have your octave mode to go up and down. You can look at the 61. I understand a lot of people like the 61. But I just really want to stress that when you go to a 61, you are paying more money. It is bigger and it's going to be hard to put that audio interface on the same desk unless you have a huge desk in a huge room. And the next point is semi-weighted keys. Okay, so what makes the Oxygen Pro so special is that not all manufacturers make semi-weighted keys in the 49 key models. Semi-weighted keys start happening in the 61 key models. And for me, it's always like, oh, come on, guys. I would like to purchase that MIDI keyboard, but it, you know, you don't have semi-weighted keys in the 49. Again, that's my suggestion to you is semi-weighted keys. It just adds just a little bit better of enjoyment. If you are making beats very often and you really, really like this stuff, I really, really think it's worth that extra money to buy semi-weighted keys. And the final thing is the knobs and the sliders. So what I want to say behind the knobs and the sliders is you don't need them, but I would miss them if I didn't have them. All right. And that's it for this episode. So that's my opinion for what makes a MIDI keyboard good. Essentially, it's that 49 key semi-weighted. Not all manufacturers make a 49 key semi-weighted. And that's why the M-Audio Oxygen Pro is special in my opinion. It also has that loop button on the transport buttons. Okay. So transport is the stop, play, record, back, forward, and the loop. So the loop allows you to switch between song and pattern mode. It just gives you a really, really good experience. And it even has the drum pads if you guys like that. And that's it. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys ever have questions, you guys just visit my website. It's gratuitous.com. You can use the contact form. If you're looking for FL Studio training, I have tons of courses such as my Piano Lessons for Producers courses. I understand when you're wanting to learn the keys. For me, this is what happened. I went onto YouTube. I searched Learn Piano for Beginners. And typically what was coming up was more like classical training or learning how to read sheet music and I was just like, okay, I got to learn the piano for how to make beats. And what I discovered is it's all about improvisation. It's all about knowing a key and a scale. All right. That's the secret right there. If you already know that, then you're, you know, like, then you know what's up. But if you don't know a key and a scale, this piano course will be like game changing for you. You just got to know the notes that you're allowed to play, 
which dictates the chords that you can then play. And then it's all about muscle memory. It's all about picking one key and scale, knowing it well, and you guys are on your way. So I will leave all those resources in the episode resources. You guys could just visit itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. This episode is season two, episode 27. And you will see the episode resources there. Again, if you want to take the piano course, if you want to join the platform, uh, and if you want to contact me, you guys will be able to find the contact form there. All right, so before I go, I always advise you guys, download my free book. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. To access it, you can just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys, enter your name and email, and I will email you the book, all right? You got to check your email to download it. There's so many valuable tips in there. And if you just want to take things slow, you know, if you're just finding out about my brand or whatever, read the book, try it out. And if you think my education will help you and will allow you to to achieve your beat making goals, then again, contact me and I would love to have you guys taking my courses. Again, students from the age of like 16 to 45, these are just self learners who really want to learn how to make beats. They've reached out, they've contacted me and most of them have achieved their goals. They've actually been able to create their own beat. They don't have to rely on YouTube. They don't even have to rely on my videos or my courses anymore. They've broken free from watching videos. And that's my goal. What I'm trying to teach you guys is at first, it's a huge learning curve to learn music production. Okay. But as you start to progress, you don't need to be watching videos as much. I want to get you to the point where you can actually just be in your music program, FL Studio, right? In your DAW, and you can just create how you want to create. You don't have to watch videos for, you know, quote unquote inspiration or to learn something new. You want to learn to find your own sound and your own style. But in order to get there, you got to learn the basics, right? And if you don't know how the DAW works or if you don't know how, uh, you know, really simple things work, that is what my website's there for, okay? So you can visit itsgratuitous.com and I'm here to help. Thanks for checking out this episode. I'll talk to you in another one. 